This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on a Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. And with Jay Delsing, who played in over 700 PGA Tour events, I'm Dan McLaughlin. And our guest coming up will be Michael Block, who is the feel-good story of the PGA Championship this past summer. People still talking about Michael Block, and I can't wait to visit with him. He'll be in hour number two. We'll also replay a segment of a fireside chat that we held for Charter Spectrum that was recently done. So a lot coming up in the next two hours. Also PGA, LPGA news and notes. All that coming up, Jay. So let's get to it on this Sunday morning. Good morning, Danny. Great to be with you. Love talking golf. Here we go. So here we go. Michael Block, I want to start with this. He really was the feel-good story, not only of the PGA Championship at one point because he's rising up the leaderboard. He's paired with Rory McIlroy, has a chance to win, and this was some kind of story this past summer. Oh, Danny, and think about it. We've had no good stories in golf, no no real feel-good stories in golf. We are dying to have something. Here comes this club pro that's extremely gregarious guy with a lot of game, by the way. And because I've been, we've done, we've done some research. We talked a little bit about this off the air, but this guy can play. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He can play. And for him to go out and do what he did. And then in the fashion that he did it, Danny, and I still go back to that hole in one on 15 D I just got to tell you the way he dunks it slam dunks straight in the hole. There's so little I've, I've actually done that before. But there's so little room. More times than not, that ball hits the liner of the cup, hits the flag stick like yours did, yeah. goes off the green, and there's water right there. You had to remind I, me. I know. I know. He hit such a good shot at number four, uh, Norwood West. Anyway. For him to do that, though, it is what you're saying, yeah. almost impossible to do. Right. I mean, the odds are astronomical, but the situation, the the, the situationalness about that on the the. 15th hole playing with Rory at the at a major championship at Oak Hill. I mean, just doesn't happen. I don't have any holes uh, holes in one, but Not my yet. Part, hey, my partner's got a bunch. How I many do you have? I got 20. You got 20. I got 20. And how many different clubs have you used? Oh man, everything except for my driver and my putter. I've got. Uh, I made, yeah, those are the only two clubs that I I haven't. I I didn't make one with a one iron, but I didn't count that because I took it out of the bag shortly thereafter. Did you? Yeah. So you can't count that one. No, I didn't count that one. You got me on a technicality. I got a technicality. There's a lot of technicalities with my game these days. So let's hear that again. You've got a hole in one with every club with the exception of your driver and your putter. Yeah, I made a hole in one with my three wood on a, downhill 340 yard hole out in Toronto. I was playing in an outing and I was actually playing really well, but it was customer golf and we were having a great time. It was at, uh, at Greystone, which is a great course up in the escarpment up uh, north of Toronto. And we were on the 15th hole, never forget it. And no 16th hole. And 
you know, balls are kind of going yeah. sideways a little bit, and we're looking for balls and things like that. And uh, I hit one, and you know, the 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 member said, you know, just take whatever you hit about two eighty, you know, right on this line there, and I hit it right where he said, and and then you know, put the club away, and off we went looking for balls. And it just happened that the hole kind of got away from the group D. We lost a bunch of balls, and I I said, guys, just drop one. He dropped one and plunk it over in the lake, you know. And so we wound up. You know, they wound up not finishing the hole. One of the players had sculled one of his shots over the back of the green and then sculled it to the front and then went to the back again. And he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> screw this. And he's walking by and he looks in the hole and he goes, hey, are you playing a, a, a two, a Titleist two? And I said, yeah, uh, with a brown dot. And I said, yeah, yeah, it's a brown dot. He goes, your ball's in the hole. That's and awesome. And I'm like, I was in the cart going to the next tee. So I actually shot the course record that day, too. Shot 62. Wow. That day, yeah. So you everything's know, falling. Everything, uh, three woods are falling. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually put a plaque up there on the on the, uh, on the the tee. It was pretty cool. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I read something when I was a little boy that said, Sam Snead has made a hole-in-one with every club in his bag. And I said, I'm not kidding you. I know this sounds so stupid, and I'm 63 now, and I said this before, I, I read this before I was probably 13, so we're talking about 50 years ago, but I go, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, and I haven't, sure done, enough it. You did. I haven't, I haven't done it, but I got, I got some of it. So. Now, if you're a pro, yeah. you want to have a hole-in-one anytime, obviously, but it'd be great to get one at the Masters or a yeah. major championship, but if you're going to get one... You want to go to the waste management and get a hole in one. And you did that, and the crowd went absolutely bananas. Yeah, it was back in the 90s, Danny, and I'll never forget. I'm standing – so you know the background of the yeah. way that I grew up. Yeah. So it, I was a caddy, and when we would play, we weren't exactly that etiquette-driven, if you know what I mean. Like, you might be standing there, and we might be betting for a couple of bucks, and I might say, I wonder you're going to hook this ball. You know, so we were not exactly – doing it the way uh, it was written up. And so having somebody talk about me or while I was just doesn't bother me at all, right? So I'm standing there, and I'll never forget this. It was on Saturday, and the flagstick was in the front left. That's the same spot where Tiger made his hole in the front left. And I'm over the ball, and I hear these two guys standing behind me, and it is wild. And the guy says, hey, who the hell is this guy? And he says, I don't know, but I'll bet you $5 he misses a green. Well, I hit this shot, and it's just beautiful. It lands, you know, just a little right of the hole, stops, comes back, falls in the hole. I turn around, and I'm like, which one of you guys? And they just <laughs> drenched me with beer. It was just great. That was awesome. super fun, yeah. Now, the tour that's trying to get like that to an extent is live. Yeah. You know, relaxed atmosphere, music is playing, guys playing in shorts. So Taylor Gooch this past week, and we love yep. to go over news and notes with the LPGA and the PGA Tour. Taylor Gooch won Liv's season-long title race. He won three times. However, he is currently exempt from zero majors. Now, he wins right. $18 million, but, and you've always said this, the goal as a kid, get your PGA Tour card. Hopefully, you win on the PGA Tour, win the U.S., whatever. Right. But you're not going to do that with Liv, and you're not going to play in a major. Nope. And it's, you know... Is that on the fr on the surface, Danny? Is that right? No, it's not right. Listen, 
One of the things that I hate so much about this is that you and I got to go look all over the place to go find where Kepka's playing, where Bryson DeChambeau, P. Reed. We love Patrick Reed, even though we might you know, be the only two, but he's that's got a okay. black hat. We know he's a villain. He's got a couple of questionable things he does. You got to have a good villain, though. But it, at the game, yeah, so so you know to go find these guys, it, it totally sucks. But you know we've mentioned this several times on the show. The waters are smoothing. Okay, things are things are happening. You've you've if even if you're Taylor Gooch, even if you're DJ, and you're falling out of the the uh, top fifty, so certain events you're you're not going to be able to play. You've got to give the whole golf community some time to figure this out. So this week, Danny, they also got turned down on their request for official golf rankings, and the reason was. So I was really interested in this, as I am in most of the stupid stuff, but I love it. And I was really interested to see why, what was their reasoning? Did they say, oh, yeah, you just been turned down? They gave a great reason, and it's because there's no clear pathway to earn your way onto that tour. So it's basically a like, oh, I'm going to handpick my friend's sort of tour. I'm Kept gonna... his brother. Exactly. Kepka's brother, the, who lost his spot on Live this past week, he, yep, going forward. Yeah, right. And and so, you know, they, they talk about growing the game, and and if we just give them that benefit of the doubt and say, okay, whatever, they're playing over and they just finished in Saudi Arabia at Riyadh, and there weren't very many people there. But no. let's say, Danny, this little boy says, "Dad, what? What is this? This is super cool." I want to go do this. I want to play on the live tour. And he's going to say, I don't know how to get, I don't know how you got to do that. Right. We don't know. And the other thing is Phil Mickelson saying, interestingly enough, this past week, he was asked, do you see players jumping? And he said, not only do I see players jumping to live, I see a bunch going to live. Well, I don't, I don't feel like we, we have a lot of ideas internally, and I think we should, should uh, keep that there because we still have to do not only – like we might have ideas, but we have to, to see if they're good ideas, if they're going to work. But when you're a startup, and we've only been around a year and a half, um, you look at the quality of players that we have already – and that's going to continue to improve next year, and it's going to continue to improve the following year. It's important that we continue to evolve our, our product, our presentation. Uh, this was kind of the idea at the beginning. Like, we thought, okay, we, we'll have the team championship, we'll have the individual part, we'll have the team part. But all of that is flexible and, and should be uh, should be evolved so that uh, based on fans' needs and wants as well as uh, – television and and uh, other entities so so it's easier to understand and it becomes more appealing i don't know if i agree with that I, I guess it would depend on the money some of the players watched how this year unfolded but i would assume that we see a couple of players jump for the money would you yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all i mean listen phil mickelson for me unfortunately d i was a huge fan I, he's lost all credibility. He'll say anything. Well, that's true. He'll say anything. That is very true. Will people go? I mean, Danny, you're, what's going to happen is when there's a lull like we've had, we haven't had anyone jump in a while, what are the Saudis going to do? They're going to keep increasing the per. They're going exactly. to keep increasing. That's my gun. point. Exactly. And I mean, eventually, human nature's got to take over and someone's going to go hell with it, man. Well, for them, it's a drop in the bucket. 
Obviously, it is life-changing money, generational-type money for any of these players, but for them, it's a drop in the bucket, so the purses continue to go up. It's hard for a player at least not to think about it. 100%. And listen, this is all happening as we speak right now. Behind the scenes, they're churning and burning, man. Absolutely. And and you know what it's going to do, D? It's, I would not be surprised if there's conversations with Patrick Cantlay and Justin Thomas and all, probably not Rory. <laughs> but I agree. Everybody He's else. Out. And I'm sure eventually it's going to look like this. What's it going to take? Yeah. What's it going to take? And I mean, maybe a guy like Justin Thomas with his dad's background in the PGA of America and that whole thing that he's maybe he's off the table. Okay. But I mean, and and maybe John Rahm is off the table as well, especially with his comments that we'll get to in a little bit about his passion for the Ryder Cup. But I mean, they're just going to keep throwing money at it, D. Well, the other thing, though, I want to say in their behalf, favorable that I enjoyed. And if you're flipping through, your television, you may have run into the WB and said, oh, there's golf, there's yeah. live. Uh, you and I know when they're scheduled to play, and we yep. check in on it. And yep. we, I enjoy it. And yep. I still enjoy golf, so I take out the, my personal feelings of what's happened and to why we're here, and I just enjoy watching the, the players that you mentioned earlier. I also enjoy the team concept, and I think that's something that the PGA Tour has been watching, and I think it's something they'll try to incorporate a little bit more coming up. I love it. I totally agree with you. I'm not exactly sure how uh, the right way to do it. I know, you know, Rory and Tiger have come out with the simulator golf league, and that's going to be interesting, and there'll be a team concept. But I agree with you, Danny. There's a way to have some sort of really cool draft each year and say, hey, the team out of Philadelphia is, you know, Justin uh, Jordan Spieth and uh, Ricky Fowler and Sahit Tagala, you know, and, and you have a pool out of – you know, say, whatever, 30, 40, I don't know. And you could start with five cities. Sure. You don't need to. That doesn't have to be everybody yet. Now, one of the things that uh, I love, too, is that the lead analyst for Live I know. is uh, our favorite, David Faraday. Yeah. I just saw on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, but he tweeted this out, or X'd it out, whatever you call it. But uh, he, yeah, X'd it out. he said, I'm no longer allowed in Augusta in terms of the Masters. However, I am allowed in the area of Augusta. He said, so I'll be doing a two-hour stand-up. Have you ever seen him do a two-hour stand-up? I bet it's great. I bet he's hilarious. Hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. The material, and you know, you get that brain running in that direction, Danny, and Anything, anything can come anything. Out. I mean, you'd be like, what did we you We got to get him back say? on the show now. Yeah, we do. I we want do. him back on the show. What do you think about Augusta Axonim? Uh, I don't like it, and we had Gary McCord on earlier, and he had some kind of off-color comments as he was a commentator for the Masters. But I also look at it, it's it's stuffy. I don't think there's any doubt to say that the, the Masters is a little stuffy. They have their own rules, their own regulations. They go by the beat of their own drummer, so to speak. I kind of like that, too. I love the tradition of it. Yeah. But for a couple of guys that are meaningful in the game of golf, and David Faraday, to me, is meaningful, I'll listen when he's on the air to what he has to say or a funny comment. Gary McCord was the same way. I don't like that taken away from me as a viewer. It almost seems like 
non-American like you're restricting our free speech. Exactly. Like you don't like what he says. So, but, but you have to I know. respect the tradition of the Masters, which makes it so much fun to watch. It, absolutely right. I mean, it's it it does it get a little over the top, you yes. know. It, it, it but does. It's okay. It, I know it, we've got one event a year, and so you're going to have to get over it. I think it sucks not to have Faraday there. I love his wit. He always brings that, and and to me at least, he seems to tastefully intertwine it with that accent and some. You know, you're like. Oh, <laughs> right. he just said that, and it kind of makes some sense. We've got a bunch of news and notes that we're going to get to, even from the LPGA Tour as it relates to the PGA Tour. We're going to do that a little bit later in the show. We need to tip our cap, but again, a reminder, we did a fireside chat for Charter Spectrum. We're going to play a portion of that coming up with myself and Jay, and let's tip our cap, and I think we need to tip our cap because Michael Block is our guest also later in the show, and that's to all the PGA of America professionals that are kind of behind the scenes, but boy, they make the game great for all of us. Absolutely. So this is the tip of the cap, and it's brought to you by the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, 314 314- 966-0303. Folks, any sort of vehicle. I know it says Volkswagen, any sort of vehicle. I'm driving a, a Yukon right now. I just love it. Pearlie's got a big Toyota truck that Colin found for him. They'll get anything you need. We are tipping our cap to the PGA of America for this show's purpose as well, Danny. We know how Allie Wells and her team in the Gateway section has been supportive, uh, not only on the show, but also in the game of golf with her, her warriors are out there every single day and, and, and we're wrapping up the golf season here and I'm sure they're ready to put their feet up and take a breather, but they do so much. They run events. They get the, the golf course ready. They, 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 they open the shop up there. All of these little things they do t- so that we can roll out of our car and go, yeah, man, we're going to go play ready a little golf. Play. We're going to play a little golf. So, that's the tip of our cap. We thank the PGA of America guys we, and women that, that, that are out there supporting us and growing the game and out there in the trenches. And it, our, our tip of the cap is brought to you by the Dean Team, Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And that number one more time is 314-966-0303. That's Colin Burke. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. And coming up, a portion of our Fireside Chat. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's greatest names. Steve Stricker, 
Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Justin Leonard, David Toms, and more will compete returning September 3rd through the 8th. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com for information. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is Chris Nagel. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're back on 101 ESPN with Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios and brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. Recently, we had a fireside chat, sat down, big crowd for Charter Spectrum. We covered a wide range of golf topics, including Jay headed to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, my gosh. I'll try not to start welling up. It's um, nothing you ever think about. I, I remember getting a call from... 
Bolivar, Missouri, which I didn't even know was a place. I thought it was my brother punking me, you know, saying, hey, you're, you're in the, we want to welcome you to the Missouri Hall of Sports Hall of Fame. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I bet you do, you know. And he's like, well, we really do. And it took about 30 seconds before I realized that he wasn't, you know, pulling my leg and that he was really uh, <laughs> and asking me to um, to join the, this honored group. So, I mean, I get to go in with Adam Wainwright and, and um, Barrett Jackman and uh, Kenny Wallace, just some, you know, iconic guys that I've always looked up to. And um, so it's it's really a special kind of a dream come true sort of thing. So it's it's a great honor. Really- as you, well, as you guys know, I'm a, a baseball guy at heart. So I love baseball. And for those of you that don't know, there's a connection with Jay and the game of baseball, even though he's been a pro golfer for decades and I mean decades. Um, no, you're not <laughs> that old. Me. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Jay's father, who is in the Wisconsin Sports Hall of Fame, Jay's going to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, actually played for the St. Louis Browns, which is pretty amazing in itself. However, do you guys know who Eddie Goodell is? Eddie Goodell is commonly referred to as a little person. That's the proper way to say it now. Eddie Goodell uh, was brought into, popped out of a cake and was part of a, because Bill Veck was part of the team at that point in time, and he always did these crazy stunts and different things to get fans uh, encouraged to come out. So it's a doubleheader. Eddie Goodell comes out. He takes four pitches, gets a walk. The other part of the story is that a guy named Jim Delsing wound up pinch running for Eddie Goodell. So yeah. you have a pro golfer here, and his father was a major league player, and that's an amazing story, isn't it? it, it my dad didn't talk about that too much. Um, what was really interesting is the current owner of the Cardinals, Bill DeWitt II, was the bat boy. So he was on the field, and he gave his uniform to the little person so that he could have a, a, a uniform, and they gave him a, a one-eighth was his number. And, 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 and Bill Veck was a character, so he was the owner of the St. Louis Browns, and the Browns moved in 53 to Baltimore, right? right? And so um, uh, Bill, uh, Bill DeWitt Jr., the current owner of the Cardinals, his father was the general manager of the St. Louis Browns. And so the, the, the Wood family's been in the baseball game for forever. And to have them all on the field at the same time. And so Bill Veck sent all of this paperwork to the office in New York because, you know, Bill Veck had to be a part of the club. He had to be at a roster spot, the whole thing. So he sent it on the weekend. So by the time it got there, you know, they couldn't say, no, you can't do that. And my dad and, and none of the players knew what was going on. And all of a sudden, this little person walks out with a souvenir bat, one of those little bats that long in a major league game. So pretty Bill, amazing. Bill Veck also did this thing in, with the White Sox, the Kill Disco Night, when they oh, had yeah. the riot. Demolition Disco De- Night. Demolition Disco Night at, at Comiskey. Three-cent beers. Three-cent yeah, was... beers. Also, so there were riots the night of <laughs> Kill Disco, weren't there? Yeah. There was. They had to stop the game. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy the Ascension Charity Classic? Did anybody go out to Norwood and see that? Yeah, it was an amazing event. And Jay grew up at Norwood, literally toting bags for what? How much money were you doing that as a Not enough. Not enough. It was probably four bucks. We got four bucks for 18 holes. It's pretty good. Well, you made more money this time around, which is great. Barely, yeah. Not (laughs) hourly, but probably, yeah. What did it mean for you to go back and the last couple of years have a chance to compete at Norwood, to be in North County where you grew up? and yeah. uh, really be the face of the Ascension Charity Classic? There's so many personal boxes that this golf event checks. Um, first of all, I never dreamed there'd ever be event a PGA Tour event that I could get to play 
on the course I grew up caddying on. I never thought I'd ever be a member there, all these sort of things. Um, but the most important thing, you guys, is we're going to raise almost $2 million this year, and it all stays in North County. And that's the area that I grew up in. And it really, truly needs a lot of help. And so in order to – the one thing that golf does – that you may may not be aware of is that it raises untold amount of money around the country. So this year alone, the, the PGA Tour will generate about $300 million in charitable money, which is more money than Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL put together. So when when you can do a run a golf tournament and get to have fun like we had out there and 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 also help the communities, it's a it's just a, a an incredible situation for me. I mean, it checked every single box. Two years, two years ago, I got to hit the inaugural shot, and I've been nervous before playing golf, and I have really screwed plenty of things up playing golf before. But being nervous on the first tee, I could, I had tears in my eyes. My kids were there, and I looked at this ball, and I'm like, "Please hit it, just hit it somewhere, get it going forward somewhere." You know, and so you piped it, it. I did. I don't know how. Yeah. You piped it. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the guys that you played with, and maybe you've heard of them. Uh, Jack Nicklaus, yeah. uh, the sad. King, yeah. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. You, you played Tom Watson. You, you were paired with him. Let's start with Arnold, Pal- Arnold Palmer. What comes to mind when you think about playing with the King? So I got an invitation to play with Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill, not, not in the tournament. It was Arnold Palmer owns Bay Hill. And he said, hey, would you like to play golf tomorrow? And I'm like, I hardly slept that night. You know, I'm like, of course I do. And walking up to the first tee where you see Arnold Palmer standing there with his golf bag, I didn't know if I should genuflect, you know, or I, I, it was like seriously walking into royalty. And I was so nervous and just, and, and getting to listen to these stories that when you get to play 18 holes of golf and you're walking, the stories and the time and the camaraderie that you get with these people that you have no business being in the same room with. It's, it's just amazing. And to get to do that with, with Arnold Palmer was just like, so I can't tell many of the stories, but <laughs> I got to play with Arnold three days in a row. And on the third day, we were, all got invited to a cocktail party by the guy that started Waffle Houses. So that's the, that's the hood I was hanging out with, the guys, Arnold Palmer and the guy that has, you know, 450 restaurants across the country. And then there's me walking in, and, and right at the beginning of, right at the entrance of this massive house is this welcoming table, and it's got everybody's name on it, you know, for their, for their, for their, for their jacket. And so I see Arnold Palmer's name there, and I, we might or may not have had a drink or two after the round, and I grabbed Arnold Palmer's name card and put it on my jacket. <laughs> and I couldn't wait for him to show up. You know, I couldn't wait for him to show up, so I'm hiding out. You know, I don't want too many people to see this, but I'm hiding out waiting, and then he comes in, and, you know, you can imagine there's 30, 40 people around him, so I wait for, for them to kind of disperse, and then I just kind of walk up to him, and he shakes my hand. I said, gosh, I had so much fun playing with Then he notices that I'm wearing his name tag. And he says, and what are you doing? And I said, after playing three days of golf with you, 
I just want to go to a cocktail party as you. (laughs) Nobody has more fun than you do at these things. So he goes, you better be careful. And I took it off right away. gave it right back to him. You mentioned the charitable aspect of golf, and there's probably nobody more charitable in golf than Jack Nicklaus, somebody that you paid, uh, played with, and he has paid it forward to the young guys and making sure that they understood how important golf is. And we had a chance to visit with Barbara Nicklaus, Jack's uh, wife, and it's amazing how much money they have raised over the years. I mean, millions and millions of dollars. Guys, since 2003, Jack and Barbara Nicholas alone have raised over $250 million themselves. They have this Play Yellow initiative. They have, I think, four children's hospitals. Four, yeah. four, four children's hospitals. And it's to listen to the stories that Barbara was talking about where, where you know how Tiger wears red on Sundays? Well, Jack wore yellow on Sundays, and it was all because this young boy and Ohio, I think. It was in he Ohio, had, in he Columbus. Had, he had some awful cancer and somehow was in a tournament. He befriended Jack and he had a yellow shirt on and he said, well, listen, you know, whenever you want to play, whenever you're going to play, just wear a yellow shirt and think of me. So Jack, Barbara's telling the story that in 1986, they're at a house that they're staying in at Augusta. And Jack says he's like rummaging through because he doesn't play the tour all that much anymore. He's rummaging through. His clothes thinking, what am I going to wear on Sunday? You know, and, and he finds this new yellow shirt, and he looks at Barbara, and she goes, why not? So, in 86, Jack won his sixth Masters, and he wore the yellow shirt with in honor of this young man who had since passed away. But those are some of the things that you don't know about these people, that when we, you get to have them on our show, and they share these stories, they're, they're so human. You know, it's, it's, it's so touching that what... Um, some of these men and women do for, for other people. And they don't, they don't tell anybody about it. You know, they're not doing it to try to brag. Or they're just doing it because they're good people. And that's one of the things that golf has, the, the older guys, the Arnold Palmers, the Jack Nicholas's taught us when we got on tour is to get back into your communities and start doing something. Start doing something. Use the game. I, I think people would be really curious as a guy that, when you think about getting your PGA Tour card, I mean, that's the, the pent-ultimate, if you will, as a kid. You know, you, you want to get the PGA Tour card. You want to be on tour. But the other thing is, then you have this upstart live, and Phil Mickelson jumps, Patrick Reed jumps, DJ jumps, Brooks Kepka jumps. These are the biggest names in golf. When you initially heard about this and now what you've seen, what's your reaction to what, uh, what comes to mind? Oh, it's just awful. I, I hated the live thing. I almost, I still feel like the Saudis kind of bought golf. You know, they, they, um, they, they, they turned this, they took the best players that were all playing all the time against one another and provided great fields and great TV and great tournaments. And now they fractured it all because of money. And, and I think it sucks. And I think it's, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think it's way worse for the spectator because I don't know if, how much you guys are golf fans and it's hard. We're in the weeds on golf. It's hard to find where Liv plays, yeah. you know, on the CW and things like that. And it just is a bad look. I mean, now, if you'd have said to me when I have four daughters and I was, you know, struggling on the PGA you Tour. You would have taken that check. I'm like, where's the money? Where's the money? <laughs> I probably I probably would have. Um, but I didn't get offered that, so now I can sit in a much higher chair and act like I'm holier than thou. But it's one of those things that just a really tough – tough situation when you're an independent contractor and you're playing golf for a living you're one swing away from an injury that won't you know you're gonna have to do something else and and so 
I understand why they did it. The thing that aggravated me the most and really pissed me off was more the Phil Mickelsons and the Bryson DeChambeau's is suing the PGA Tour after they jumped. It's like, you made your decision, lie in the bed you made, and leave us alone. But they wanted their cake and eat it too. They wanted to come back. They wanted to play in our events. They wanted to play in their events and have it both ways, and that's... That's lame. Yeah, it is. How about the Ryder Cup? I know you're really oh, happy with man, the results I'm still, there. I'm still in mourning over the Ryder Cup. Um, <laughs> we 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 must have sent 3,000 text oh, messages to one another in yep. about a 20 minute span. But the the U.S. the U.S. went over and played in Rome two weeks ago, and we got our our asses kicked. We have lost. For thir- we have not won in so over thirty years over on 30 European years, we've soil. We've never won in uh, on European soil, and we get out, you guys, and there's all of this hype about this event, and we come out completely dead flat and get wiped out, get shut out. The first morning session, we're down four to nothing, which basically sealed our fate. And it's one of those things. I just, I can understand bad golf. I can understand being overhyped and all that. I just can't understand coming out flat, you know, because flat means it's you're just. You're caught off guard a little bit. You're just not prepared. And the Euros just whacked us. And then there was all the controversy. And so it was really a lot. If you're if you're into golf, there's more drama in golf than there's I, – I, golf's probably what you watch on Sundays to put you all to sleep. But there's more drama in golf right now than there ever has been. And, and it's been – it's probably good for the game as long as people are still talking about it. I guess. Well, we saw Rory going after a caddy. Yeah. Okay, that, that never happens in golf, but we saw that at the Ryder Cup. What was your initial impression when you saw that? Yeah, so just to give you guys a, an, an idea what happened, on Saturday the U.S. was trying to make a ra- trying to rally, and we were in the very last match. Patrick Candelay and Wyndham Clark were playing Rory McIlroy and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick and McIlroy were one up with three to play, and uh, Patrick Cantlay hold a, a nice putt for par to, to have 16. He made a nice birdie putt on 17 to bring the match to all square. They get to 18, and McElroy and Fitzpatrick have about 20 footers for birdie. Wyndham Clark's out of the hole, and um, Patrick Cantlay holds a 45 foot putt for birdie to give to possibly win the hole and the match. And Somehow or another, this this uh, James Weir from Sky Sports started a rumor that Patrick Cantlay was not wearing a Ryder Cup USA hat because he was protesting not getting paid because the players don't get paid over there. They, they don't need to get paid. They make millions of dollars. They don't need to get paid for this event. But it wasn't, it wasn't a true story. He started that. And so all of the spectators were taking their hats off and waving them at Patrick Cantlay. And, and, and Patrick Cantlay's been on the golf course all day. He doesn't know that this has all been stirred up in social media. So he's acting, taking off an, an imaginary hat and waving back to him, unbeknownst to, to him why they're, were, they're doing it. Well, when he holds his putt, his caddy, Joe LaCava, that worked for Fred Couples when I was playing and then for Tiger Woods for a minute for, for Dustin Johnson, Joe LaCava stands in the middle of the green and takes his hat off and for an uncomfortably long period of time stands right in Rory's way. Yeah. He really does. And for, I think it was like almost 90 seconds. And this there, this is the only action on the entire golf course. So there's a lot of people around there and there's some screaming and yelling going back and Rory's pissed that, that yeah. the caddy is standing in the way. And then both Matt Fitzpatrick and Rory missed their putts. So the U.S. win the match. And uh, a really valuable point. And then all hell breaks loose from there. Roy went after Jim McKay, who's a, a caddy for, for JT. And 
I, I don't know what, what all was said, but I do know that Joe LaCava walked over and kind of challenged Shane Lowry, who wanted no part of Joe no, LaCava. So, yeah, it's there's been a lot of drama, and the, 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 the Ryder Cup ended in a really sad note. We, we got our asses handed to us, and now we go back for another – got to wait another four years to have this event on European soil to try to win the Cup back. And the next time it's at Bethpage Black – in uh, the United States, up in New York, and so, those crowds won't. You've you've oh. been in New York more than anybody. Those crowds will be really tamed. Don't oh you yeah, think? and they won't be drinking. It'll no. be very calm. It'll no. be very nice, yeah. just like most of New York. I want to ask you though about Full Swing. Did you guys see Full Swing on Netflix? It must have brought you back, Jay, to exactly oh, yeah. how you were traveling. That was exactly. The, there's a couple things that remind me. Have you ever seen John Daly's? Party bus? Yes. Well, there's some photos out there that if you're into golf, you've seen some interesting photos that I, I have all my buddies are like look what's going on on the PGA Tour I'm like what PGA Tour that that wasn't around when I was playing and now full swing had everybody I think there was one point in the show where Justin Thomas says to Jordan Spieth well if we go to Tulsa for a practice round it's only a 40 minute trip so they're all flying privately they're all you know their entourages yeah. travel where they have like yoga instructors and nutritionists and, and, and the whole team that they refer to and I, the only guy that flew privately when I played the tour was Arnold Palmer. And then Jack Nicholas got a plane, and then Greg Norman bought a 737 because he wanted to have the biggest plane out there. But that was really it. And on Netflix, it made it look like everybody that plays on the PGA Tour travels privately. Yeah. And, guys, when I played the tour, I played before the I, – I, I played the tail end of my career – when Tiger had come out and Tiger money absolutely quadrupled everything. It's like what Wayne Gretzky did for the NHL, but no, you know, nobody had a private jet back no. in the day. You think Tiger can come back and win at, at any point on the PGA tour, not just a major, but do you think he's got any chance to come back and win? I hope so. I, I, I I'm anything that we get out of Tiger as a bonus. Watching him play the Masters, there were another 3,000 text messages we sent yeah. back and forth. He's just, he, besides the karma sandwich he ate with all the personal stuff back in 2009, this car accident, this last car accident, and I think, what, seven, seven surgeries? So he just had his ankle fused together, which I don't, I don't, I've never even heard of that. So, I mean, he's kind of held together. But every single time I've ever counted him out, he's risen above and, and, and won tournaments before, so I think it would be great. Right now, he's won 82 total events, you guys, and he's tied for the all-time lead with Sam Snead. But if you can imagine, and I, it's a big if, but if Tiger had a little bit better ability to manage himself off the course, and, and 2000, he doesn't fall into that personal chasm from 2009 to like 2014, Tiger rewrites every record book in the, on the PGA Tour. He'd probably have 150 wins and probably 40 majors. That's how that's how good he was. I, I really think. I, I agree with you. Who do, is a guy that played a long time, as I said, 30-plus years on tour. Who is somebody that, and I know you love golf, you'll stop and watch golf all the time, but who is somebody <laughs> that you sit there and say, I am not going to miss watching that guy play? Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy. Up, up until Tiger came on tour, even the guys, I never got to world number one, not even close. But I 51st always, in the world at one point. That's like point oh 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 nine of the world that has a chance to do something like that. That's, that's incredible, 51st. But, but I was but it was still trying. And then Tiger comes out, and I'm like, he's like playing, he's like playing poker with somebody that gets all four aces every hand. Because he putts better, he hits it farther. Every single part of his game was better. 
and I just hated that. That's why I should have retired earlier. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely. How about uh, did you play with Jack and Watson? Did yeah, you have you, so did. you had a chance to play with I both? I did. I had a, a chance to play with both. It was, it's a thrill. It's so weird, you guys, to hear um, them announce your name in a group with someone that you looked up to as a kid or you watched on TV. I mean, I can remember growing up in North County, we had a 13-inch uh, black and white, and we had two remotes. My brother and I were the remote where my dad would go, get up and change the channel, and then move the antenna because we had aluminum foil on the antenna. Yeah. My dad was a real handy guy. We had aluminum foil on the antenna you know, to move it around and get better reception. To, to get to get paired with those guys was was it's just a, a amazing thing. What did you yeah. think of the uh, the Bell Reef PGA, which was not that far ago, uh, not that long incredible. ago? I mean, yeah. it was awesome, and yeah. it, it not that you needed to put St. Louis on the map for golf because there's been great events over the years, going back to the '60s at Norwood, and then thinking yep. about Old W and what yep. they've done, yep. and obviously what's going on at Bell Reef. But what what did you think about that tournament and how it all unfolded? It was a it was a testimony to the sports fans and the and the business community in St. Louis. And, and, and it was the PGA of America owns that franchise and doesn't release any numbers. But I've been to probably fifteen of those events, and we smoked them in every aspect. We had more spectators. We had more corporate hospitality. They had. I don't know. The players don't gush about much. They really don't. And they're more complainers than they are complimentary folks these guys went overboard talking about st louis the crowds it's one of the reasons the ascension charity classic came about is is because the 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 commissioner of the pga tour jay monahan called i think nick ragone and steve spratt and said we need to have a, a regular pga tour event in st louis every year on the calendar the fans were ridiculous the corporate support and um, the the champions tour is just such a better value for the for the dollar but the the corporate I'll never forget watching Tiger out there on Sunday. Guys, he hit zero fairways on the front nine at Bell Reef and shot four under par. Yep. There were 20 rows deep of spectators. And when he made that putt, we've talked about this hundred yeah. times. He made a putt on number nine after duck hooking his, which I'm familiar with that spot. He duck hooked his tee shot on number nine over by the, by the fence and the cart path. And he hits this loopy I don't know what. It's an unbelievable and, shot. And he, the and place he, went nuts. The place went nuts. The ground was shaking. Yep. And then what's interesting is that St. Louis got um, a feel for what a Tiger roar meant. You know, so you could hear Tiger, you know, this was for this was for par. This is a birdie or eagle. And then you'd hear something else like, oh, Brooks Kepka just made a birdie. And then, oh, by the way, Brooks Kepka won the event. But, but people, people like, talk about Tiger. Tiger won the event. And they're like, nope, they didn't do it. It, it was, we smashed some Jim Nance was so complimentary and so was tiger and you know he doesn't do that very often do you think tiger goes to the uh senior tour the champion store and w if he does what does it do to that tour oh it blows the thing up right now the ascension charity classic is one of the top if not the top event on the champions tour schedule we had over what did we say over 190 different corporate over 190 uh different corporations stepped up to support it that was all local yeah. companies of uh, over 190 and then on the back nine guys all of the hospitality and all of the um uh, the sky boxes and and the cabanas were just absolutely spectacular and if tiger plays on the champions tour it's over yeah we're, we'll have a hundred thousand p it's over we need more we need more security yeah. i mean it'll be it would be so cool and think of it this way d Tiger loves to beat the hell out of people. He hasn't been able to do that for, you know, he turns 50 in just about two years. 
And if he wants to come out, he'll win every event. What are you most proud of as you reflect back on your career and having it really come full circle at, at the Ascension? Oh, man. Uh, I guess. Your longevity. I guess the, I guess and, the longevity, really. And you're the face I, I, of golf now here in St. Louis. Oh, uh, well, thank you. I don't know about that. But one of the things, I guess, you know, you grow up as a kid and you dream of winning the Masters and the U.S. Open and doing all of these crazy, fantastic things. And then, you know, you get there and you don't. Yeah. You know, you don't do it. And um, there's so many people around that want to steal your joy. You know, because they want to tell you, well, you never won the Masters. I'm like, I know, I didn't, I didn't win the Masters, but I, I got there. You know, I, I was in the conversation, or at least I, I, I thought about it. And I guess the fact that, um, you know, it took a lot of hard work, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. You know, it wasn't easy. And I guess just sticking to it, I, I guess, would be the most part. Um, getting into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame is, I mean, I never even dreamed of. Yeah. Again, that was our fireside chat recently for Charter Spectrum. We had a lot of fun over at Wild Crush. Big crowd took it in. We would love to do that for a lot of businesses, golf courses, which we're lined up to do this off season. And you can email us if you'd like to do it for a company. Maybe you're a golf course uh, superintendent listening in. I don't care who you are. Right. Listening in. It's jay at jdelsinggolf.com. We love to do it. Jay at jdelsinggolf.com. And that was a lot of fun oh danny it was a it was a blast and we're putting together some information so folks just reach out to me we'll send this to you we'll come to your to your office we'll, we'll, where wherever you like and we'll even record it and it'll become part of a show i mean it's super super cool and um, um the the neat thing that we didn't um do that we can do is that i can get to interview you no, no, and no, talk no. a little bit we're about oh yeah no man no 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 way we could talk a little bit. I mean, everybody's a baseball fan in this town as well. And the 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 I have so many questions for you about the calls down the stretch last year. Listen. People want to talk golf, buddy. That, listen to me. They do, but they want to talk baseball too. And this year in Cardinal history is forgettable on a lot <laughs> of reasons. It's forgettable. And all I want to remember is – 703, 704. Those calls you made were just historical, and I'd love to talk about it. And um, some of the memorabilia that you created from those moments are just fantastic. I, when, when you're not looking and your house is open, I'm going to get in there and pinch a couple of those things. You got dirt from around home plate on Albert's last home run. Yeah. A you buddy of did. mine. That is so cool. How about this? A buddy of mine collects dirt from the various places that he goes he he has a job in television and in particular with baseball he does a little hockey i think too but what he does from each facility each stadium he collects dirt and he said hey i've got dirt from albert's uh, last home run would you want it i said sure what i said that's yeah. gonna be kind of unique something different so yeah i got that but people love hearing you talk golf and we are as you always say deep in the woods deep in the weeds of golf and woods, so, I'm, my ball's in the woods and we're deep in the weeds you know what i mean yeah. you know what the hell yeah, I, I mean you. i got you either way you want to look at it we love yep. talking golf yeah and uh so if you're a golf facility out there have us come on out and uh we take questions from the crowd and we had a lot of fun yeah in the winter 
It's a long, (laughs) long winter. And I promise you and I will have a warehouse of things to talk about. So we might even move some tables around and hit some, hit some, make some swings and stuff. And I'm going to make you do a teaching segment. Yeah, that'd be fun. You love to teach. I love that. You love to teach. I told you, you love to be in the weeds. Fine, to make you happy. Yeah. In the weeds of the game of golf. And that means you better teach. Yeah. Starting with me. I'm in there. Uh, what did what did Lee? I I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but the first cocktail party I ever go to as a PGA Tour member, I'm 23 years old, and I walk in. And I don't know what to do. I mean, I know how to drink, but I don't know what to do. So <laughs> go to the bar, obviously find the bar, and there's Trevino and some of the other pros are standing there. So I'm like, I'm just gonna hang out in the back. You know, nobody knows who I am or what, but. Trevino's got a cocktail, and he's standing there, and you can imagine. Danny, oh, man. People are just, and you know, he is chatty, but he's also got that. Low nice, guarded, yeah, and, and yep. he wants his time, too. Yep, right, right. And that's, so, and that's, that's okay by me. And guys are up there, and he's kind of, you know, trying a little bit, and he's kind of, you can tell, he's kind of getting a little, eh, I'm getting a little tired of this, and the guy says, Lee, 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 you've got to help me with this, and he kind of gets in Lee's face, he's like, I got this five wood. And every time I hit this five wood, man, it just it just goes left. Every time, every time he goes in, I don't know what to do. And Lee says, aim further right, and he walks away. <laughs> I love it. I know. I was like, wow. So yeah. again, we have those fireside chats. Great stories like that. Jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Email us. We'll also have a little bit of a mailbag coming up later in the show. We'll also visit with Michael Block. And if you're just joining us right now, he had the amazing run, the PGA Championship. And you may not know this, but St. Louis Roots. So we're going to talk about that with him. And that should be a fun visit as well. More news and notes around the PGA and LPGA Tour is coming up. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. And we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural and their cutting edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships like with the PGA of America, the Titleist Performance Institute, the Ledbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25. And after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that. And I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s, and he swears, I promise, has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at IPromise.com. Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. 
Union Station is next to us. Did you know that Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric appliance parts in North America? That's right, Marcone does that. Did you know that their worldwide headquarters are located right here in St. Louis? Well, if you didn't know that then, you'll know it now because CEO Jim Sowers is a philanthropic force in our community. Besides the most recent Marcone military and first responders viewing deck at the Ascension Charity Classic, which by the way was a huge hit here and has been copied at other PGA Tour and PGA Tour Champions events, Marcone has purchased and donated many vital service dogs for our wounded military heroes, which helped them transition back into society after sustaining catastrophic battlefield injuries. Jim and Marcone also support the backstoppers, the police and the firefighters, the local naval organizations, and many, many more. Marcone, the company that calls St. Louis home, that always strives to improve and enhance our community in so many different ways. That's Marcone. Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just want to do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return. Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Back on Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN on this Sunday morning. A reminder that we go 8 to 10 every Sunday on 101 ESPN with Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Hopefully you enjoyed our fireside chat excerpts from that and coming up we're going to visit with michael block and again if you don't know michael block was the story at the pga championship and uh, st louis roots which should be fun to visit with him we also love to go through news and notes throughout the show and i'm going to start with what i think is 
just awesome. But Lexi Thompson missed the cut at the Shriners Open by one. So here's an LPGA Tour player trying to make the cut on a PGA Tour event. That's amazing that she was even that close to do it. I totally agree. I sent her a a tweet. I've been working with... uh, Julie Inkster to try to get. Well, we got to get Lexi on the show. But I would Lexi, love that. Danny, she had a six footer on the last hole. And I know. Didn't shake it in. Gosh, man. But you want to talk about playing your ass off? I mean, that. that and I, and she said that. And you know, she grew up with brothers. And if you watch her swing, you could tell she's been. You know, she hits the ball hard, and she's just got that that mentality. And she's, um, you know, it, it's just weird when. Here's a 28-year-old woman, and it's so odd, Danny. She's been on the PGA Tour for like 12 years already. The LPGA Tour. I mean, the LPGA Tour yeah. for 12 years already, D. And seems like yesterday I, she arrived on the scene. It I really know. does. Isn't it crazy? She's won 12 events, and she's uh, a major championship winner, and she just hasn't had you know one of her better years right now. But you start thinking about how difficult it's got to be to to maintain this, you know, and and you know you want to live life. Do you want to start having children? Do you want you know all of the sort of things that that most people don't think about because all they're thinking about is playing. I know that one swing doesn't fit all. However, yeah. when you watch the LPGA tour, you yeah. talk about sound, fundamentally, oh, yeah. technically sound swings. Oh yeah. Watch the ladies. Oh, they're, yeah. they're amazing watch. with those swings. Uh, Danny, you watch Nellie. Co- there may not have been a, a, a more perfect person built to swing the golf club prior uh, since Tiger Woods and, and except Nellie Corda. Yeah. She is absolutely spectacular. Speaking of Tiger, did you see on X or Twitter – He's starting to chip a little bit. Yep. He's, he's starting to get out there and starting to prepare maybe a little bit. D, I also saw that he released the field for the Hero World Challenge this winter with one spot open, and there is a big name that's not in the field yet, and it's himself. 82 wins. Can he get to 83? Oh, man, yeah. You think so? I hope so. I don't know, man. First time I've ever felt there's no way to do it. After watching him try to get around Augusta, made the cut amazingly. I don't think enough attention has been brought to that with – the weather conditions, it was so sloppy, it was cold, it was wet, and there he is trudging up and down with the undulations of Augusta. Amazing. And to make the cut, man. I know. It's amazing. It is amazing. And he just gutted it out, and I don't – this year he didn't even play on Sunday, did he? Didn't he, didn't he pull no, he, out he after Saturday? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just gutting it out. I mean, the, the guy just it's, – it's so interesting. I, 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 I'm – I just can't. Whenever I think of Tiger now, I start thinking of the Champions Tour. Danny, he's he's going in in this December. He'll he'll turn forty eight. So he's basically he's he's two years and two months away from turning fifty. And I mean, well, you if, think about it at that point in time, can he his body and his leg heal and just get a little bit better? You can use a court uh, cart on the PGA Tour champion, so yep. that's something you have to think about. Yep. But, uh, you know, you give it even more rest, more rehab, you know, the things that he's going to have to do. Yep. And you think at that point in time, he gives it a go. Danny, and you also start thinking about Charlie, who will be, what, 16 at the time the Tiger turns 50. And, you know, he'll be in college in another two years. So, I mean, who knows, man? Uh, it just might be the perfect storm. And what a storm. That would be for the PGA Tour champions. As you're watching him, and you saw him chip, yep. you saw it on your phone or yep. wherever you take yep. that stuff in. Yep. What'd you think? How do you look? Ah, uh, 
He didn't look. He didn't. I didn't love his feet work. And, and look, I've got bad feet from all of the stupid things that I've put my body through. Over seventy thousand miles, right? You guys figured it out. <laughs> yeah. You walked over seventy thousand, and they weren't straight lines. I can promise you that. I was walking all over the place. But my daughters and I, when we were putting an old website together, thought, "What kind of interesting numbers can we put on there that um, you know most people would?" wouldn't know about a golfer, you know? So we put down, we tried to figure out the number of miles I've walked just as a pro. We left all of the amateur career out. So anything prior to me being 23 years old was left out. Well, there was all sorts of walking going on. Oh, there. man. But, but D, we, we, we were at, and this was done about seven, eight years ago, and it was 70,000 miles. That's incredible. And your feet are still still here to talk about They're it. They're on. They're just not real happy. <laughs> they don't like it. Your they toes like aren't real much. happy. No, no, no. It's ugly. It's ugly. But um, just to to watch Wood Tiger, he just didn't look like he was planning that that left ankle really um, aggressively. Yeah. Like he, but but he just had that. I, I think he just it's had a fusion, his, wasn't it? Was it? He had the fusion on his right ankle, I think. Didn't I believe, he? but he's I think had his right issues leg, with both. Though. Yeah, right. And his right ankle, his right leg is the worst. It was the one that was hurt the most in the accident. But that left is crucially important. The right, the right pushes off, and the left takes the brunt, and it kind of posts and then flexes and and kind of turns, and so. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just want anything, Love to see it. anything from him. D, I'll take Give me any, anything. I, I'll take anything from him. I don't know if you saw this. It was pretty cool. But Vanderbilt's Gordon Sargent is the first player to earn a PGA Tour card through the Tour's new University Accelerated Program. So you may cost one guy a spot, but here you get this young gun coming yep. in. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, Danny, it's a great it's a great um, catch by you, and I do know what this is. So the PGA Tour and PGA has created PGA Tour University, where they have come um, come up with this system where you are earning points for different finishes and different wins in various amateur events around the country, and if you in a single year compile enough points you're going to get access to the pga tour for a year and this young man from vanderbilt got to 20 points which is extreme if you look and see what he's accomplished and what he's done here hats off to him now he's got a full 12 months to wait good luck and then he's and then he gets to play with the big boys so what happens if you get in a little rut yeah that happens in golf that all happens, the time. oh man i i i remember talking to Faraday. When we were both playing, and he was playing awful, and his attitude was bad. He was just going through a divorce, and a, a guy who was sitting kind of next to us at dinner said, David, it sounds like you might be in a little bit of a rut. And he <laughs> I says, better not say that if we yeah, interview him. Here's what he said. He said, the Grand Canyon is a rut compared to what I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him, I'm like, yeah, he, he was feeling pretty low, but um. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting, and, and the PGA Tour University is just another way to reach in and 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 provide some sort of opportunity for these young guys to avoid the qualifying school if possible and get out there and get better players playing sooner on the PGA Tour. I, I think it's cool. John Rahm has become one of my yeah. favorite players. For you got to tell everybody why. Well, two reasons, yeah. and the most important is that a friend of mine was on vacation in Europe, and the tour was over in Europe. And they run into John Rahm. And he says, hey, I, I've got this uh, little girl and, and little guy that are big, big golfers. They 
would love a message from you. Now, a pro in any sport might say, get the hell out of here. My I'm on my own time. time. Yeah, come on, man. He said, hey, turn the turn the phone on. And let's go. Give me a camera. And uh, he had a message for my daughter, which Avery. was so cool. So cool. So that's number one. Yeah. And number two, his, uh, his message this week about the Ryder Cup, where some of the players are not happy about going over, wherever it may be, in Europe, in, in America, and saying they want to be paid. John Rahm said, quote, I would pay to play in the Ryder Cup. Give me John Rahm every single time. Danny, what does that say about the, the attitude of that guy, and in general, we'll say in general, because I'm sure not everybody feels the same way on the European side, but that's... And how meaningful it is to him. Exactly, and that plays, Danny. Yes. That plays, that shows, you know what that is, D? That's what heart, grit, determination, all of that stuff on that side of the fence look like, and man. Yeah. I yeah, love it. I, I know. That's I love what it I want too. to hear. I love it too. That guy, my number one pick. Yeah. Where, where's that guy? You're on my. You're on my. Come team. on over. Let's go. Well, you and I will jump in the foxhole together, and we'll figure it out from there. Andy Bean, sad note here. Eleven-time yep. PGA Tour winner, lung replacement surgery, passed away at a young age at the age of seventy. Yeah, he got he got COVID. I reached out to his daughter, Andy Bean. So Andy Bean. He put me in a headlock one time, Danny. I thought he was going to break. Mountain my, of a man, right? Break my neck. He's he was he wasn't as Tall as I am, but he weighed 250 pounds. Yeah. Big, huge arms. And the guy, he, he wrestled a, an alligator at one point in time. He bit the golf ball in half back in the day when we were when we had rubber bands. There's a lot of really interesting Andy Bean stories, and the guy could just play. Yeah. He's won 13 times on the regular PGA Tour, and I played this game hammer with him a lot, and he – He's he's just he's just a delightful guy and and fun to be around. Love the game. It was all about the game and let's go play and let's go you know let's go. What are we doing and show you a little shot here and there and just one of those guys that was he was kind of scary when I first came out. I'm like. I don't know what to think. And then <laughs> you play with him and he's got this deep voice and kind of talks. Yeah. And then you're like, he's a cool dude. And and. Uh, yeah, we lost a, we lost a really good a really good human being in Andy Bean. Okay, coming up, we're going to visit with Michael Block, and he was the story of the PGA Championship this past summer. It was a great story. It was in contention, had a chance to win, and I want to ask him a bunch of stuff. But he does have St. Louis roots. We'll get into that, I'm sure. But the other thing too, I, I want to ask him is how life has changed. How oh, he yeah. embraced all the success, that, and with success comes all the attention, the media requests, ticket requests, family, friends, all those things. I want to find out what it was like. It's like me going out there or somebody else going out there that had zero chance to win it and all of a sudden makes a name for himself on that event. And, Danny, we are so dying for a good story in golf, something we can get our hands around and follow. And Michael Block is a baller. I can tell you what. I did some research in his resume. I mean, he has won the California uh, Player of the Year like 10 or 11 10 years. out of 11? Something great. Anyway, he's won the California State uh, Open. He's, 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 he's a player. So take a guess. I'm very curious what you think about this. Take a guess of how much he would charge. Now, we're talking about a big-time player. Right. You know, a guy that competes and has a chance to win the PGA Championship. He was paired with Rory, for goodness sake. So he's got a chance to win it. Yeah. But he is a guy that if you go to – 
the club that he's at, he's he's your pro. Yeah. So you're gonna take a lesson. You're gonna take a lesson from him. Take a guess of what he was charging for a 45 minute lesson, and what do you think that would go for now or before? Start then. Start then. Gosh, it was with resume. I'd say probably. 170 200 200 I'll say 200 dollars I mean 125 for 45 125. minutes 125 bucks or 45 oh, there's minutes. a line there's a line out the door yeah there's a line 125 bucks I wonder if he's for, giving a lot of lessons now oh my gosh what the yeah so things have got to change a little bit in life for him I'm oh, sure yeah yeah I mean he's been all over the place yes, man. He he's has. been all over the place what a what a fun uh, I can't wait to, to talk to him just about his St. Louis. You know, I think he spent almost 10 years here as a as a young young guy. I think he spent a good majority of his young life in the Midwest. Yeah. So we'll get into that, hopefully, and find out his story, which has taken him all over the country. But golf has provided him, uh, as you always say, a wonderful life. So looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, same. Same. My- I can't wait. Michael Block is coming up, and this is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Doherty Business Solutions as we come to you from the Car Shield Studios. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games. For me, that means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders, or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs, Pro-Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play. 
and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. What a pleasure this will be. Michael Block, the feel-good story of the summer in the PGA Championship. He rebounded from a shank, made a hole-in-one, shooting three out of the four rounds at par, making two remarkable saves in the 17th and 18th holes the final day to finish tied for 15th, earn his way back to the PGA next year. That's a resume of one tournament, but there's quite a resume that goes into Michael Block. And, Michael, thanks uh, so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, gentlemen, hey, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Michael, talk to us a little bit about your St. Louis background. We are here in St. Louis. We know that um, we got a little parkway in there. You've got some Midwestern roots from Iowa. How, tell us a little um, bit about – Yeah, tell us a little bit about the early days. Yeah, pretty much age 12 to 22, I moved from the Quad Cities and I came down to St. Louis. My dad worked at uh, the Ralston Prina headquarters there downtown, and uh, I lived out in Chesterfield. Off of South Outer, South Outer 40, I think is what I used to call it. And then uh, we were members uh, out at the Whitmore Country Club. And I, I worked uh, my first summer at Forest Hills Country Club. I worked in the driving range. But yeah, I played golf at Parkway Central. And then I ended up uh, playing some golf at uh, Umsel as well under Mr. Uh, Niederkorn, the head coach. Well, that's a resume that goes all over the place. As I mentioned, you had the PGA resume, but then your traveling resume. What was that like for you, bouncing all over the place, cold weather places, Quad City, St. Louis, and trying to keep up with your golf game? What was that like? Yeah, you know what? The uh, the cold winters hitting off of uh, frozen mats got to my wrist, actually. <laughs> I had to take almost a full year off in my early 20s um, because of my wrist. And, and, you know, I love golf so much, and I love the clubs out there. I love the golf courses all over Missouri Bluffs and uh, some of the other ones I used to uh, play quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't, I, what it was a seven months, eight month season. And, but, you know, I'd still be out there in my jeans hitting off of uh, frozen ponds if I could, you know, we'd have the heaters going, you know, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Michael, it's interesting because for some of us golf junkies, you know, we just need something, right? We just need something. And it sounds like, you know, as soon as you could, you got to the you got to the 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 warm weather and and SoCal. Yeah, I mean, you could you could stick me to this day on a short game area with uh with one ball and my six degree wedge, and uh, you're gonna have to pry me off that short game area. And it's been like that since I was a little kid. Um, I just don't have the time to do that anymore like I used to. But uh, I think all those hours uh, back in the day at uh, at Whitmore um, ended up paying off in the future where I didn't have to practice nearly as much. That's great. And I know our folks here in St. Louis love to hear these stories. Michael Block is our guest. And I mention it, the feel-good story of the PGA, really the feel-good story of the summer. 
How did it change your life when you're going nuts there and, and maybe you're not thinking you're going to make the cut? I read where your family had already booked flights on Saturday to get out of there. Maybe you did as well. So it was a, a true whirlwind for you, wasn't it? Yeah, the sad truth is um, I think I've missed my last like 12 cuts in a row or somewhere in that general zone. Um, and so the last quite a few events, not only myself, but my entire family, we've been booking out Saturday mornings to come home. Oh, no. So, yeah, <laughs> I know that and, feeling. And, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but it's kind of reality. And we all just kind of said, well, you know, the odds aren't with us. But if it does happen, we're going to be OK spending a couple hundred bucks to get a change fee due to making the cut. So that was always kind of how we looked at it. And uh, the sad part was on this trip, my kids had to stay home in Southern California to play in the um, California State High School Championship. And then my parents, <laughs> they were uh, booked out on, on Saturday morning and they still left, even though I missed the cut, which I was, I was honestly a little pissed off about that one, but uh, they missed all the fun uh, out in Rochester. People have no idea, Michael. Talk to us a little bit about um, Oak Hill. That course is a beast, man. I played it, and it has just beat me to death. And you get paired with Rory, and it's literally, it's, it's like it's like a fairy tale, man. It was so cool to watch. Yeah, I I had to, <laughs> I had John Jackson, my my caddy, um, pinch me in the middle. I think it was on the third or fourth hole playing with Rory. Uh, he's about you know about ten yards out ahead of me with Harry's caddy, and the the crowd is you know. 10 15 deep on every side and they're chanting blocky um as <laughs> um, as i'm walking down it and not rory and i'm just like i i pinched him and he goes dude and i go bro pinch me back man i go <laughs> yeah what is going on yeah for real it was like you know i'm the i'm a huge huge golf lover and to be under that situation being a huge fan of the pga america of golf in general and rory himself to be there in the final round on a sunday and just and actually you know, they're sitting in the top 20. I mean, even better, you know, we were, I think, I don't know, fourth or fourth to last group off. Uh, so it was insane. I had Scheffler and Brooksy behind me. I mean, the whole situation was absolutely nuts. Were the guys, you know, giving you a little bit, were they razzing you or were they saying, Hey man, just go for it. This is fun to watch you too. Not a single pro was negative towards me at all. Um, nothing but positivity from everybody. Michael, I, I just, I just take my hat off to you, but I've got to ask you, did you, when Rory hit his tee shots, did you just close your eyes, man? Because there is nothing more intimidating. I played a lot with Greg Norman a hundred years ago, and he drove it so long and straight. I'm like, oh man, I'm never going to see this guy again. I'm in the left rough all day long, but Rory's just a god with that driver, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it started at actually back in I think 2014. I had made the cut the Farmers Insurance at Tory, and on that Saturday, I was paired with Bubba Watson. And I'm pretty sure he was number one in the world to that point with driving distance. And I didn't watch him until like the 13th hole. And the one time I did, I'm like, I'm not watching that anymore. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like 10 yards off the ground with a cut going 330. I'm like going to my head. I'm going, if I hit it that low with a cut, my ball is not going to go more than 200 yards. Yeah. And so it was so impressive. And then, like you said, with Rory, it wasn't even so much the distance because I'm honestly somewhat used to that because there's so many bombers out there. It was more than anything. The fact that I was playing with Rory, I didn't look at Rory's like body until probably the fourth hole. I looked at his feet when he hit. Yeah. Because I didn't want to see it and just, and I didn't want to actually have reality hit me in the middle of that moment that I'm playing with Rory McIlroy. That's great. Michael block is our guest. And here we are months after the PGA months after 
the summer has ended, and all of a sudden we're talking to you, and you're still front and center, front of mind to people that are watching the game of golf. So my question would be, what were the requests like for you when this was going on from friends, family, media? What happened after you did what you did? Yeah, so the next, you know, I got that exemption into Colonial, um, which was the next week. So literally Monday morning, I think I was on every little you know morning TV show in the world uh, out of Oak Hill Country Club. And then I got on the PGA of America's jet and flew down to Colonial, which was great. They, they let me uh, jump on with them. At Colonial, the PGA of America, or not PGA of America, the PGA Tour, they came up to me and they, they go, at that point, they literally said, we've had more media credentials requested for you, or not credentials, media requests requested for you than ever in the history. And, and I go, and I go, like, you mean like here at Colonial? They go, no, in general, ever. And I was blown, I was literally blown away. And then I kind of heard later on someone from the PG tour said like at some point uh, Tiger, you know, had more, which <laughs> I, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I was that bogged down with media requests and interviews and, and stuff like that. And it's been insane to be honest um, ever since then. And I've been fortunate enough to, because of what happened, meet a lot of really, really cool people and a lot of smart athletes that have given me, um, a little wisdom as far as what I should do moving forward and stuff like that. So it's been it's been really cool to meet these people and uh, to pick their brains and kind of how to handle the situation that I obviously my first 47 years of life I was not accustomed to. So did you like it? Did you embrace it? Was it overwhelming? How, how would you describe what happened? Yeah, it's like kind of living like my eyes. I feel like I'm like on a cloud kind of above watching this person that it was kind of like a fairy tale. Like for me, like it's one of those things that I just feel like I'm dreaming all the time. I literally feel like I'm dreaming. I wake up every day. I'm like, did that really, really happen? Like I literally wake up like that to this day, just being like, wow, this is real. Like this is really going on. And, um, it's just, you know what I'm, 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 <laughs> I can see how, you know, you see a lot of these guys have, have kind of gone introverted or don't go and do a ton of, you know, social stuff um because you know you can get yourself in trouble you can say the wrong things you can do the wrong things and all this stuff and um you know i'm enjoying the moment because i know this is not going to last forever and and how would i be if i was a superstar coming out of college uh now you know 25 years later how would how how would i handle all these things would i be as you know hey yes 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 or would i be saying no all the time so it's, it's kind of interesting to see how uh, different people of work with uh, this situation. My, Michael, we got to talk a little bit about th this g good and g to great play doesn't come. Uh, it's not a stranger for you. When I've taken a look at your resume, it's absolutely fantastic and badass. Southern California uh, PGA player of the year, 10 out of the last 11 years, I think in a period of from like 2012 to, 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 to this year, a California state open, by the way, Winning the California State Open is one of the toughest tournaments in the world to win with so many great players. You got three Southern California PGA Championships that you've won, and and uh, 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 the 2014 you won the National Club Pro. Yeah, my first year out doing it. Yes, I I got my Class A very late, and that was the first year at age I think 35 that I was able to play in it. And I was fortunate enough to play a great golf course called the Dunes Club in Myrtle Beach, and uh, and and won in a playoff against Jimmy Broch. 
Well, when you do this with the PGA of America professionals, and they're not the biggest names, maybe they're behind the scenes, you made them proud. Did you hear from a bunch of those guys, maybe some you did or did not know, and they said, hey, man, thanks for what you've done and putting us on the, the national stage with this? Thousands upon thousands um, from DMs on you know social media or from emails or personally handwritten letters, uh, literally thousands upon thousands, which... You know, and that's kind of my biggest thing that struck a chord with me while I was out there was, and I've always said this because I've, I've really upset myself a lot in the past when I qualify for the farmers or something like that. And I shoot horrible and I get pretty much DFL and, and I'm going, I hope I don't cost that spot next year when the farmers is like, should we keep giving a spot to a PGA guy? And I, and I never wanted to do that. And one of my biggest things was this year is, you know, we get 20 spots in the PGA, which I think is unbelievable that we get 20 spots you know it used to be like 30 and then it was 25 and now it's 20 and you know it's going to keep on decreasing obviously i think but i hope to you know that by getting 15th place this year and and that's going to hopefully keep that 20 those 20 spots there for longer which will you know get more pga guys playing in a major championship that might not have michael one of the things that danny and i are, are committed to doing is growing the game and you guys you're you guys are the the soldiers you guys are the warriors out there in the trenches you're still you know still working at a club and you get the place so you get to kind of straddle both worlds but talk to us a little bit about that challenge because you got a great club out in socal i'm assuming that has been extremely supportive because it's not easy to do both of what you're doing no you have to have i mean first off you absolutely have to have a supportive club membership gm ownership you have to now, I really believe that you can make it that. I don't feel like you have to go around and like find a club where a great player is and then take his position or like when he retires, you move into that and then all of a sudden you have it as well. It's I think you kind of earn it. Um, so I think you need to find a club that, you know, obviously you enjoy going to every day, um, working really hard and you enjoy the membership there, you know, and then you work your tail off and you can kind of show them that you're a player and that you can compete on the PJ tour or, or get into a major championship. Cause they really gravitate towards the better players in the PGA of America. Um, you know, there's a lot of clubs, especially on the East coast that you, you have to be a great tournament player to get one of those upper echelon clubs on the, you know, on the, in North New York and stuff like that in the Met section. Um, I mean, that's literally a necessity. It's not so much everywhere else in the world, but that is uh, an important thing, which I, I really like because that's kind of takes back to old school days when, you know, the guys on the PGA Tour run, ran golf clubs. And that's how I kind of like to see myself is one of those old school guys who, yeah, he played PGA Tour events, but he also was running a club, which is what all the, you know, Byron Nelsons of the world used to do. Michael, 100%. I mean, you look at the East Coast, you look at Bob Ford, and what Bob Ford has done in the golf world is remarkable between Oakmont and Seminole, but also being a great player. And then I got the, the opportunity to play with this gentleman named Rob LeBritz, who is up at um, Glen Arbor, up at Westchester. And he's talking the same thing you're talking about, where the club has been supportive. He gets to have a couple of, you know, options where he's playing. And and, and, and I think that's wonderful. And, and, and it's so important, I think, for the club pro to keep his hands on the club so that he can play. Because I think the members, first of all, are going to love you playing well and, and love that extra support. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's 
I'm hoping that's, you know, what it, it everyone starts to understand is get the better players in there and, and the membership's going to love it. I mean, it's, I really feel that. And, you know, Rob, you know, I love Rob. He's a great player and I, I'm so proud of what he's done on the champions tour on um, PGA champions tour is awesome. And, you know, I hope that gravitates towards a lot of the clubs that don't look at that right now. A lot of clubs are just hiring accountants, guys that can never leave their office, which, and they don't play golf anymore. I'm like, why'd you get in the business? Because this business is not a high paying business. Um, you're not getting paid a ton. You're, you work weekends, you work long hours, you run member guests for, you know, 16 hours a day, sun up, sun down. I mean, there's all these things that go into it and, and they're not getting paid a ton. But in my mind, I was always like, you know what, I'm going to go to a golf course. I don't care if it's outside service, working in the range or a GM, I'm going to go to a golf course every day of my life and I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to work as hard as I can and see what comes of it. And I've, I've, I now I feel like I have one of the best jobs in the world here and in Orange County, California, and all those people are like, are you leaving? Are you leaving? Are you going to go to, you know, some get paid more and all this stuff? I'm like, absolutely not. I, they could, I can get offers for 100 and 200,000 more dollars. And I, I think quality of life is way, way more important than money. So I'm sticking, I'm sticking to it right here. Michael Block, the feel good story of the summer is our guest. Okay, I'm going to offer you a chance to make more money because <laughs> I, I see, at least at the time, you were charging $125 for a 45-minute lesson. You know you can charge a little bit more after what you did this summer. You probably know that. You know, I wish I was giving lessons still. But, um, okay. yeah, so, right, so, yeah, the old one was 125 for 45 and then I'd gone to probably maybe six months ago, I'd gone to an hour for 150 That was my deal. And since May, since the PGA, I've yet to be able to give a single lesson, which is a total bummer. But I have literally been on the road a crazy amount of time. And when I am actually here at the club, I, I need to return emails. I need to still, you know, run golf operations and do payroll and do, you know, uh, inventory and all these things. You know, I've been doing inventory from driving ranges and tour events. I mean, it's crazy, you know, so. Uh, it's, it's pretty insane, but yeah, I could charge more. There's no doubt about it. And I've had you know, a lot of people offer different things in, in that regards to schools and, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I've told everybody, I go, I don't really foresee myself teaching again until next summer at, at earliest. Uh, so we'll see. That's great. How about the PGA tour champions? Is that something that's on your radar? I, I, on a, yeah, just like what I do now, you know, there's a, a event here and there type of thing. I mean, will I go to Q School? I, yeah, I would love to go to Q School. Um, the Champions Tour is very difficult to get in. I think they take the top five, um, and then you've got to finish, I don't know what it is, top 30 or 35 or 40 or even lower than that to keep your card, which is not something I really want to do. I don't want to make this a stressful thing for me. I I, lo- <laughs> I, I play a lot better. I, I play a lot better when, when it's not my full-time gig, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've I lived in this whole monster my entire life of making the hole look as big as possible. And I know for a fact if I quit my job here and I was on the road for 30 weeks a year trying to make the money for me to end up retiring, um, I won't play to my capabilities and I'm not going to enjoy golf as much as I do. It's interesting, Michael, because you're so wise because that happens to all of us at, at one time or another where you love this thing so much, you spend so much time on it, you get so frustrated, you, there's so much pressure that the love of it gets covered up and it, and it can go away. And and we don't want you changing anything, man. We want you singing your song, doing your deal, and 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 keep, you know, 
keep doing what you're doing because we need bright lights in the game right now because we've got so much mess going on right now. Your story's fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that, Jay. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough now I've qualified for three more tour events here in the next couple months, and or I guess four, uh, including PGA. Uh, I've got a couple other fun ones. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Australia here in uh, not too long to play in one of their big events, which is awesome. I've never been there. So I've been fortunate enough to kind of keep going, and I'm going to see where it takes me. But like I said, Jay, I'm not changing anything. I'm not going to change myself. If you met my wife and kids, you could see I'm going to stay as grounded as possible because they're not going to let me do anything else to that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool, and I'm just enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying the ride, and I'm meeting a lot of great people like you guys and just going for it. Michael Block making press, St. Louis proud, and we appreciate your time and keep it going. As Jay says, we love growing the game, and you certainly are doing that. Hey, much appreciate you guys. If you ever need anything, let me know. That's Michael Block, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. I want to welcome Redbird Heating and Cooling to the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. You can reach them at 314-320-9507 or on the website redbirdhvac.com. CEOs Jed Dickinson and Jerry Pearson run the area's most responsive and dedicated heating and cooling company that's been conscientiously supporting the St. Louis area for the last decade. Just last month, when my air conditioner stopped working, Jed and his team were at my home at 7 a.m. to replace one unit and then repair the other. Your money, like it's our money, was Jed's statement to me, and the repairs for Unit 2 was less than $200. If you want to work with a family-owned business that you can trust, then call 314-320-9507 or visit them at redbirdhvac.com. That's redbirdhvac.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Hey, St. Louis. Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55 and $60,000 
per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five to sixty thousand dollars a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family, Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Are you driving an out of warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out of warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios on 101 ESPN. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That's Jay Delsing. And we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. What a great visit with Michael Block. He still has stayed grounded after what happened at the PGA. I, I mean, Danny, we got to speak with him a little before the interview. And then how about the five minutes after the interview and the story he told about Rory and his caddy on 18 and he gets that ball up and down and... Oh my gosh, this guy. I mean, how are you not a fan of his after that? Yeah, grows up in St. Louis for the better part of his youth. And I don't think many people around town, including myself, when this was all going on with him and all the attention, I knew he had a little bit of St. Louis roots, but I didn't realize it went as deep as uh, he explained in our interview. Oh my gosh, he was at Whitmore for all those, you know, Whitmore's a great 36-hole facility with lots of opportunities to play golf then he talked about working the range at forest hills and we just talked about jimmy balls and his staff out at um 
at Forest Hills and what a great job they did for our buddy Dale Turvey's event out there. So um, I, I, I had no idea. I had no idea he – I had heard about him graduating from Parkways, you know, Parkway High School, but I didn't have any idea that, that uh, he spent – About his s- golf history here. Right, I had no idea. And yeah. Umsol, I mean, you know, that, that they've been turning out some good players for Absolutely. quite a while as well. Yep. You know, they practice at Family Golf and Learning Center. Yeah. How, how cool is that? And they're, they, the Family Golf and Learning Center has reached out to all the high schools and all the local colleges and said, come on, they give them a discount because they want the kids because they're like us. They want to grow the game of golf, which That's is really Adam. cool. That's Adam. Yeah. That's just Adam doing Adam stuff. You know, creating that place down there, Danny, the preeminent place to go hit balls. How about him? We didn't even talk about this. Him bringing in the Bermuda. I, you know, I, awesome. I mean, that, that just talks. Who does that? Yeah, not many people nope. do that. Not in this nope. weather. Not, not here. Not here. I mean, no, no one has ever done. I mean, that's what sets someone like Adam Betts and Family Golf and Learning Center apart from everybody else. And the whole the, the whole Michael Block connection with St. Louis was just wonderful, I thought. So he talks about how life changed a little bit, in particular with media requests and hearing from other pros a- across the country. Let me get into your head just a yeah. little bit. It's did, scary up here. Go it ahead. It is. There's yeah. a lot of darkness. There's a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> How did life change when you went on tour? I mean, it's a different era. I get it. Yeah. And money was different. TV coverage was different. I understand that. But how did life change at all when you go from UCLA and all of a sudden, boom, you're on the PGA Tour? You know, Danny, it was one of these things that you don't, at least I didn't, sit back and go, wow. I was like... Now you can. Now, yeah. Now I, and I think, how the hell did I do that? You know? Sure. But, but it was more like, all right, what's next? You know? Think about this, D. We didn't have cell phones. And we didn't have the internet yet. So all of our communication was done through the mail. It just makes no sense, bro. So it, you and I fly into pick D.C. and we're going to go play congressional. We pop it into our phone. We make three turns and we're there. Back in the day, you're getting a map out. Oh, you know yeah. dumb those things are? You're like, <laughs> is it upside down? Is it? Am I even in the right spot? I mean, And your phone was, calls were done out of your hotel room right, and, with a card that you probably had to exactly, charge. Exactly. A little, I used to have MCI. Remember MCI? I used the same thing. Disaster. Yeah. And then, or you're driving in the car and you're lost. What do you do? Yeah. Pay phone. Absolutely. I tried to explain this. To, I bet you, I don't know if you've ever oh, had this my conversation. my kids have no idea. No, they're like, you did what? You yeah. put a dime in what? <laughs> right. And they're like a dime, you know, they don't even know what coins are anymore. So that, that part of the PGA Tour, you know what the best part was, Danny? The playing part. To be able to get out there, and, I, and I'll never forget, I'm standing, um, um, waiting for a spot, to, to open on the driving range at my first event and and right next to me where I'm hitting balls is Tom Watson. Amazing. And I'm just and I'm just watching him rip these three irons out of you know and I'm like, here we go. So do you shake you know? hands with him? I mean here you don't go. want to interrupt his preparation, but do no, you talk not, a little bit? Not, not like not before. Like that would be done after. Yeah. You know, like if you're practicing after I no, I'm just saying like yeah. a handshake. Hey Mr. Watson, how are you? Yeah, I I, I would do that more like what I did was I would watch them, you know, and if they're headed to the lunchroom, I'd act, act like I'm going to go in there and eat and introduce myself like that. I'm like, I did this with Tom Weisskopf when, and I said, hey, Mr. Weisskopf, he was practicing on a Tuesday. 
And it was down at the Byron Nelson. I'll never forget this because I loved him because he was tall. And Andy Andy North helped me a lot because he was tall as well. But Danny, there weren't tall. There's nobody over six feet tall. And you're about yet. six five. I'm, I was about six five. Tom Watt, uh, Weisskopf was not quite as tall as I am, but he was a, a little more muscular than I am. And and I said, Mr. Weisskopf, do you mind? I'm my name is Jay Delsing. I'm a rookie on the PGA Tour. I just love your golf swing. You mind if I just watch hit balls? He goes, come on, quit calling me Mr. Watt. You know, he couldn't have been nicer. So, you got any questions? I'm like, yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Even I, the pros are asking. How do you do that, man? I was 23 years old and I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I want to do that. I want to get better. And so, um, man, when I think back on it was just, you know, the term drinking from a fire hose, that's kind of like what it was to just – you're trying to do so much, and you really don't know what you're – you're just running around. When I asked Michael about did you hear from the other guys uh, or gals, PGA yeah. of America professionals, and he said that may have been the best part because I heard from thousands of Thousands. Them, which was really cool. Really cool. And, and, and for him to do what he did – Because they're the unsung heroes of they, a lot they, of this. No question. No question. They And, we, you know, we talk about growing a game by talking about it. They're living it, Dan. They're out there every day. They're picking the range. They're folding the shirts. They're just sweating out there, doing the scoreboards, doing all of that real, real glamorous stuff that, listen, we got to have it. And without it, the stuff doesn't work. And, you know, I think of Brandon Smith and Smitty's staff over at Norwood, and we, we go over there a lot, and we see them pounding away. And, and Mike – Mike Tuck, you know, Tuck staff too. We, we've been able to play Bell Reeve a few, a few times this, this fall. And, you know, he's got JD over there. He's got Brian Fode is teaching. He's got Jeffrey. How many fittings are oh, we man. watching Jeffrey under that, you know, that tent over there with his track man? And so, I mean, there's guys like that all over the place. We picked two of our favorites, but there's guys like that all over the place doing that stuff, growing the game and just making the experience good. As we head down the stretch, let's uh, get to some emails. You yeah. can email us, j at jdelsinggolf.com, j at jdelsinggolf.com. This is Stuart in the Central West End. Jay, wow. Yeah. Stewie, I love it. Jay, I've been playing a lot of golf. Weather is turning. Yep. In terms of my ball flight, doesn't seem to be the same. Yep. Not getting the same distance. What should I do? Well, you got to club. And that's true. You, you, you got to take more. Up. You got to take. Yep, exactly, Danny. We talked about this the other day. You got to take at least a club, maybe a club and a half. The golf ball doesn't perform until it gets over 80 degrees. Once it gets up in that the 90s with a bunch of the humidity, then it becomes a super performer super performer but it does so you'll get that ball that'll stay in the air you can get an extra five eight yards out of some of those shots and and you'll you'll feel that pop but there's actually a feeling that i feel now with it where it almost feels like it's a it's literally a rock yeah where that pro v just kind of falls out of the air and you've got to take i would say at least a club but i'd think club and a half fall golf can be tough around here i agree windy gets cold it's tough. And they're and they're starting to winterize the golf courses, D, and they're exactly. doing a bunch of airification and they're taking care of all that stuff so it's beautiful next year and you gotta do it. But we still wanna play. And so you're gonna get out there, you get lousy lies, the fairways aren't quite as good. If they're zoysia, they're starting to turn. The greens are going to be again winterized and, and it's gotta happen. But the, the the other thing is that wind, we get no inclement weather for the most part in the summer except for rain and when you have to play at wind Danny and we talk about this and we'll talk about it again in March and April when we start playing a lot again in the Midwest 
The golf courses aren't in good shape. Your game, you haven't been playing. And the course conditions with the weather are as hard as they are all year. Michael in St. Louis wants to know, Jay, what do you do over the winter in terms of exercises that are specific for golf? Yeah. Um, you know, you get into the winter, you can't go out and play. No. Now you can go to a heated bay like yep. at Family Golf and Learning yep. Center and pound some balls off yep. a mat. Yep. But what are some exercises that are specific for golfers that you work on? Yeah, so Danny, so Michael, that's a great question. Age-dependent, obviously, but if I were to give you one thing, and one thing only, stretch. It doesn't sound sexy, but get your butt on the floor, stretch your hamstrings, stretch your back, and stretch your arms, and, and just try to stay flexible. Trust me, it, if you had a mirror and looked at me, you'd be like, "This, let's just put this guy down. He's 63 and he needs to go away. Happy it birthday, by gets, the way, this past thank, week. Thank Happy you. birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you for my gift. You shouldn't have done it, but it's delicious. You bet. Thank you. Um, But but that would be the one thing. It, you've got to stay flexible. It's it's just crucial in the game. It's, it's, it's more important than lifting weights. But if you can, there's a buddy of ours, Jeff Palazzaro, has a, a program called Strong 18. And I know your son, Luke, has messed around with it before. It is a great program. Look that up. There's an app you can get on your phone. If you want to get in the weeds and get into some really developed programs, that's a really good one. But stretch a little bit. If you get to get the family golf and learning centers get your butt in front of those simulators they're fun you can have a sandwich at lunch or something like that while you're taking a little time off and get some swings in well i would say that stretching has to be a critical part of what we see now on the pga tour these guys are jacked and you, are jacked. You, you cannot get tight you can't get limited with how you stretch or in terms of flexibility so i would assume that's got to be huge for those guys oh Danny, maybe number one right it's everything i mean for tiger the biggest thing that he did besides the lifting is the stretching and he he came from a point of being almost hyper flexible you know so that's why that's the the whole way this got started by the way d and i don't know if i've ever told you this but i talked to him we were at the byron nelson and i walk in to the 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 fitness trailer and i see him on the table and he's got his he's on his back he's got his left leg no his right leg bent almost touching off the side of the table on the floor and his upper body twisted so that his left arm is and i'm like I said, our, our, my buddy that was our, our, our physical therapist, his name was Woody. I said, Woody, just break him in half. Just take him out right now. So one less guy we got to build. And I said, I said, Tiger, what the hell? And he's like, dude, I'm going to Butch. And I came up with this program. My joints are hyper mobile and it's, they're too mobile and they need to be stronger. So this was before the, 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 this massive power generation started. But he was the guy that started it, right? He started 100%. And the working out like we see today. Absolutely. He started it, and it was like, and I was like, you're going to lift weights, and I just like dropped it. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about, because that was 100% taboo before that. It was always, we were always taught, you lift weights, you're going to screw up your golf swing. You're going to get tight. Absolutely. And you're going to screw it up. You're going to lose it. So you started seeing that with Tiger. Yep. And as we know, like in NFL 
Major League Baseball, yep. hockey, NBA. It's a copycat yep. league. Oh, no doubt. Well, this is the PGA Tour, league of its own. Oh, yeah. It's individual. I'm assuming that guys were like copycat of, of that. Oh, When absolutely. they started seeing him pound it like this, there's like, I did. well, how's he doing it? I did, D. Yeah. I started lifting weights. I was 40 and never touched a weight in my life, and I started doing it. Is that right? And it's hard to tell with this body that I never. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody saw you at Dissension, they saw, who's that tall drink of water this out This is there? radio, which is perfect. <laughs> I look great. Let's just leave it at that. All right. This is the uh, final one. This is Mary in South City wants to know, Jay, I heard you guys talking about the female swing as compared to the male golfer. Why are the LPGA tour swings? Can you get into the weeds with quote unquote, making fun of me a little bit. Love it, Mary. Can, Give him some trouble. Can you get in the weeds on why their, their swings are so technical? If... It's a long email. If one swing doesn't fit all. Yeah, well, it, it truly doesn't. But one of the things that I would relate to the most, Danny, are the Koreans. They are some of the most technically sound. And it it fits within their culture. So what, the way that what I've learned is that a lot of the dads start their daughters at very young ages. And they start with YouTubes. And they start with teachers where most of, like if you talk to Lexi Thompson, she started with a ball in the backyard, D. There was no, hey, you got, this was, let's just go ahead. And you, you just kick this thing around, shoot it in the hoop. Let's throw some ba- baseball. You just start playing sports. These girls, these young ladies coming from um, South Korea are technically perfect because they have been working with instructors and with YouTubes and with all of the modern technological advancements from the time they started. And you look at some of them and you just go, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I just, do. It's, it's just spectacular. I mean, I remember when we were, when I was still working for Fox, Danny, and we were at Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania, Lancaster Country Club in Pennsylvania, and we stood on the range and I was with Brad Faxon and Scott McCarran, and we both, our jaws just dropped and went, wow. There's not one person over there overswinging, and, and they're hitting these positions time and time again. But, D, that's why they hit it so straight. So what's the thing that you see in particular with the swing that makes it so technically sound? Is there something, their hands, the way they take it back, impact is obviously good. But yeah, what is it right, that you're right. seeing? It's not overswinging. Yeah. Because the overswinging, the, the overswing, believe it or not, D, starts on the backswing. And you get our, we, we men in particular, get ourselves out of whack by getting away off the ball. And we've talked about this, and I've talked about this with your kids as well. We get off, off the ball too fast. And the club, and see a lot of, Teachers could say, you're not doing this right because you're not, their club is out of position. In my opinion, it's out of position because it's too quick. Because when they slow down, you're not in that same position. Right. And what happens is that from that point on where you get a little off, Danny, you have that that time clock in your in your head. The swing takes just barely over a second. You are trying to manufacture something because you can feel it. That is Jay Delsing, and we are on every Sunday morning on 101 ESPN from 8 to 10. We had our fireside chat, excerpts from that, thanks to Charter Spectrum. And we also had Michael Block. And again, if you'd like to email us, jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Do we have to quit? we got to stop. It's over. Carry some of this over to next week. We're going to have a lot to talk about. It's going to get cold outside. So that means you're going to have to get us some great guests. How, how does a fire going to fall on you? How does a fireside chat sound when it's cold outside? Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. And inside. Talk a little golf. Get in there. Get a little fire going. Why not? Perfect. My man, how do we end the show? Hit him straight, St. Louis.
Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just wanna do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's greatest names. Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Justin Leonard, David Toms, and more will compete returning September 3rd through the 8th. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com for information.